Thank you for listening to the Calvary Church Podcast. If this ministry has been a blessing to you, would you let us know? Send an email to toledocalvary.org. We would love to hear what God is doing in your life today. Well, it is really a, an honor and a privilege for us to have the opportunity to be here today. I can remember going to the fair as a kid growing up on the other side of the state. And so being here has just kind of brought some cool memories about coming to the fair, seeing those things, walking through and seeing all the animals. I had a cousin that, that showed horses, so I can, I can remember kind of being a part of that and that experience. I can remember riding the rides. In fact, I, there's a particular uh, remembrance that I was sharing with Rhonda earlier, and when I think about it, my stomach gets queasy all over again. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Right, that kind of experience. And then eating the food. When I say elephant ears, does anyone feel blessed? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. So that's, this is such a cool experience. You know, when you're a kid, so many times, something like coming to the fair has this opportunity where, where it excites you. It like brings back this wonder and this magic. What's funny is that oftentimes the older we get or the more of life we experience, it has a tendency to sometimes kind of take some of that wonder away. I want, I want to share a story with you today from the Bible. It's in the Gospel of Mark chapter 9 in the New Testament. Mark chapter 9, and I want to talk to you about a, a, a guy today who was having a hard time believing. Like he, he had lost some of the wonder of life and had a hard time believing and trusting. You know, it's, it's so good to have all of us here, and I, I don't know everybody that's here, and I don't know your story. Maybe you go to church every Sunday. Maybe Calvary is your church, and that's, that's where you regularly attend church. Others of you, maybe you're here because you're a part of the, the fair family, that, that the fair is a part of what you do every summer, and so you're here, and we're honored that you're here. Maybe for some of you, you're here today because you were invited by somebody this week. Maybe a friend said to you, hey, why don't you come to church with me at the fair? Or maybe somebody in a red T-shirt handed you a card this week or said, why don't you come and join us? Or maybe you were invited online to come and be with us, but no matter who you are, which one of those categories you might fit into, the truth is you might have a hard time believing, trusting. You might have a hard time considering that there's something outside of what you can see that is real in life. Well, let me share with you three things today that sometimes keep us from believing. You'll see them in this story that sometimes when we wonder about God, when we hear about Jesus, when we wonder about church there's things that might keep us from believing and putting our trust in God, and it's good for us to think about those things. I, I want to share this story with you. Here's how it begins. Mark chapter 9, verse 14, in this story, Jesus' disciples are together, but Jesus isn't with them at this time. He, he's gone off kind of on a little mission with three of his friends. They're on their way back, and here's what happens. Mark chapter 9, verse 14, when Jesus and his friends came to the other disciples... They saw a large crowd around them, and the teachers of the law were arguing with them. You, you can see this picture, because there was a large crowd, kind of like this today. The Bible seems to tell us that oftentimes when Jesus was preaching, there'd be a large crowd of people that would come together. And what happened was in this crowd, there were some teachers of the law. They, they would be like the religious leaders. And there was some arguing that was going on. There was some back and forth that was happening. And as you read through the story, one of the reasons that this was happening, you kind of come to find out, is because there was a man who had come with his son who was sick. And he brought his sick son and he said, I want Jesus 
to heal my son. I've heard about this guy, Jesus. They tell me that he can work miracles. My son needs a miracle. I want him to meet Jesus. But Jesus wasn't there right then. And so as a result, they start arguing and and they start bickering and they start struggling back and forth. And what happens is for everybody that's there, they begin to experience this certain emotion. The first thing that I'd love to talk with you about today that sometimes can keep us from believing is the idea of disappointment. Anybody ever been disappointed in your life? Right, disappointment comes to all of us. We all experience disappointment at some point. It's when we have expectations and then those expectations don't line up that then we begin to experience disappointment in our lives. As we looked at this story, there were, there were three areas that I thought that maybe this guy had some disappointment. And I want to talk about them for just a moment. To do that, I need, I need three volunteers to help me out. I need three people who are willing to just, just come up here, do something kind of simple. Yeah, would you mind coming, just stand right up here for me? I need two more. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. And, and uh, guys, you're being showed up by the ladies here. All right, yeah, come on up here. That's great. Let me grab something here real quick. And uh, I hope this will help us to see this. Okay, I'm going to have you, you hold these signs, but you can't, uh, don't, uh, don't, don't, how are we going to, don't turn it around just yet. Don't let them see it. Yeah, I don't know how you're going to do that. That's, that's your problem. Okay, here we go. Okay, so ma'am, what's your name right there? Myra, awesome. So can you hold your sign up for everybody to see? In fact, I'll kind of, you can turn it around now. And there, this one just says life. Because oftentimes the reason, thank you, Vanna. Yes, Awesome. Give Myra a hand. That's, that's legit. This is not your first rodeo. Here's the deal that happens. Oftentimes, life disappoints us. We expect it's going to look a certain way. We think things are going to happen a certain way. And that what we find out so many times is that they don't. And we become frustrated and we become disappointed because we walk into situations with a certain expectation in our minds. We had an expectation that the weather would be like this today. Amen? <laughs> right? Yeah, we clap for God. That's awesome. I mean, it's, it's great. Here's the deal, though. If we had showed up and it was really raining a lot, would we be disappointed? Absolutely, because we had a certain expectation and it wasn't met. If it was 112 degrees right now, would we be disappointed? You'd probably still be in your car with the air conditioning, watching on your phones. That's what you'd be doing. Right, because you had a certain expectation. The reality is sometimes our expectations about life don't look the same way we think they should. So Myra, can I see that real quick? And uh, you, can, you can help me here for just a minute, but oftentimes our expectations about life don't end up the way we thought they would, right? And then they look different. Sorry about that. Okay, all right. Now, there's another element that happens in this story though, because the guy in this story never thought his son would be sick like, he never thought, oh, yeah, I'll probably have a, a child who really struggles physically. He never, he never thought that. And then that's what life sends his way, so he has disappointment. Then he comes to get some answers, and he ends up having the religious leaders arguing with them. Jill, can you help me here and hold that up? This one says, can anybody read that? Religion. This sign says religion. And oftentimes, for many of us, the reason we have disappointment is because of things that have happened to us with religion. That's the, the guy in this story. Sometimes it's difficulties in a church. Sometimes it's things that people said. These things that happen to us, and we have this idea of how it's supposed to be, 
And then just like this guy, instead of finding peace in the place where you're looking for it, all you get is arguing. All you get is frustration. And what happens is you thought it would look a certain way, and then it doesn't. And you find yourself in this place where you're really just disappointed. One last one. Pastor King, can you help me here? Hold that one up. This one's tricky. Because oftentimes when people get disappointed with their lives, and then they get disappointed with religion, they end up getting disappointed with, right? And what happens is we think, God, did you, did you fail me? Think about this guy. He shows up looking for Jesus, and when he shows up, Jesus isn't even there. And he's like, God, where are you? God, I thought you were going to help me. God, I thought you cared about me. And we have this expectation about God, and sometimes it just does not match up to what is happening in our lives. And as a result, we begin to experience disappointment, and it can keep us from believing. I'm not ripping that one. You can. You just hang on to it. Just hang on to it. Hey, can you give these guys a hand? They did a great job. But we have these, these different disappointments, and they come our way. Now watch what happens next, though. Let me read the next verse to you, right? This guy's disappointed, and then this happens. Mark chapter 9, verse 15. As soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. Do you see what happened? They were disappointed, then they saw Jesus, and then it says they were overwhelmed with wonder. Now, we live in a world that often brings disappointment that can keep us from believing in God, but what happens is Jesus brings wonder, and he helps us to take the places of our disappointment, and he brings restoration back. He brings life back. He helps us in those places, and where we're disappointed, he can bring life. Let's talk about disappointment for a minute. Anybody ever lost something and you couldn't find it? Like you search all over, your keys. Anybody lost your keys? Yeah, anybody ever lost your wallet? There's a, there's a school in Centralia, Illinois, that is being turned into a church. A church bought this old kind of abandoned closed school. So they're doing all this work. I suppose that's a cool place. I like churches and movie theaters. Anybody else? But I mean, if you gotta, you know, if you gotta buy a place, so it's a church and a school. So they have this plumber who's in there ripping out some stuff so they can rework it. When he does, he pulls out in the hidden in the wall this box that has 15 wallets from the 1940s. At some point in this school in the 1940s, there was a crime spree, apparently. Somebody stole these wallets. There's no cash left in them. They were all tucked in there and hidden. Somebody kept the cash, but left all the belongings. So this, the pastor of this church then takes these wallets. He takes pictures of them, posts them all over the internet. It's been shared 3,000 times. One of the cool stories is some lady who's 89 years old says, that was my wallet. I've been looking for my social security card all these years, she said. Right? You know what else was in there? A picture of her brother when he was serving in World War II. She says, this is a treasure to me because it's the only picture I have of that. She had lost it for so long, which brought all kinds of disappointment. Can you imagine the wonder when she found it again? You got this guy whose son is sick. He says, God, where are you? And when Jesus shows up, Jesus brings wonder, but then something else interesting happens. Let me, let me show you the second thing. If, if, if you go back to the story, let me read verse 17 for you of Mark chapter 9. A man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought you my son who is possessed by a spirit and has robbed him of speech. 
whoa, 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 time out. Time out. Did you, was anybody listening to that verse? <laughs> it, it gets a little weird there. Because the guy says, my son's possessed by a spirit. Are you, you talking about like evil? Are you talking about like the, the devil? Like, is that what he's talking about there? And for some of you, that may be a topic that you're familiar and, and comfortable to talk about. For others of you, you might be like, whoa, whoa, that's, that's weird. That's kind of outside of the places where I like to talk. Let, let me just help you with this. Here's what I know, that there is such a thing as evil, right? There is a devil. He is God's enemy. And because of that, he hates everything that God loves. God loves you. So if he's God's enemy, then he's our enemy. And what has happened is that there is evil in the world. Here's the second thing that often keeps people from believing in God. It's evil. Number two is, is evil. Why is there evil in the world? Well, there's evil in the world because of sin. Well, where did sin come from? Does anybody know the names of the first two people the Bible tells us were created? Who were they? Adam and Eve. And Adam and Eve should have gone to the fair. Instead, they ate fruit from the tree, right? And when they did, that sin happened. Some of you will be tempted to eat something sinful before this day's over. It's Sunday, give in. But here's the thing, Adam and Eve should not have, right? That's something that they should not have done. And when they did, it started sin. But don't blame Adam and Eve. Have any of you sinned? Like the Bible says, we all have. And as a result, that brings evil into the world that we need to be aware of. And so many times I talk to people and they say, man, I have a hard time believing in God because the world's such an evil place. There's so many bad things that happen. And when you say, if God is so good, then why is life so bad? That's actually a really good question. It doesn't really have an easy answer. The reality is that there's times when life just sends stuff our way. Zach and Eric, I've got two friends that are, that are gonna come and help me. Where are you guys? Zach and Eric, come on up here, um, wherever you are. Did I lose you? Awesome, cool. Here's the thing. There are these moments in life where life just sends stuff our way. We never know what's going to hit us. We never know what's coming our way. We never know when you might need to wake somebody up. These guys are both baseball players, so they're going to help me out here. Let's, let's come out here, guys, just a minute. And uh, just to kind of get us woken up for a minute, who wants to go first? All right, Zach. Here's what we're going to do. They're going to they're gonna knock a couple of these out into the, uh, to the crowd for us. They're not real baseball. They're these foamy things. So before you, like, put on a helmet or something, you're all right, okay? So just, you, you're going to want to catch this, all right? Because this is, this is just something life's hitting your way. So, Zach, you want to go ahead and give it a shot? Whoa! Wow. Wow. I'm just going to say this. I'm glad it's you and not me. All right. We're going to try this one the other way. All right, here we go. Oh, that was crazy. All right, here we go. Here it comes. Hit another one there, Zach. Man. All right. Eric, give this one a shot here. Whoop. All right. One more, Zach. Oh. Wow. I was just about to call our insurance agent. All right, here we go. One more. No, no, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Nice. 
All right, now here's the, give these guys a big hand. Awesome, thanks. Thanks, guys. Why'd we do this? Hey, look, if you caught one of those baseballs next Sunday or, or sometime in the next couple weeks, take that baseball to our cafe at Calvary and trade it in for a gift card, all right? Because sometimes life hits something a little nice your way, doesn't it? And then sometimes life hits something your way that's not so nice. <laughs> like some days, that surprise that kind of pops up might even just kind of hit you in the chest. Sorry about that. Some days, man, it's awesome. Other days, not so much. We live in a world where sometimes, because of sin, there's hate, or there's fear, or there's sickness, or there's pain, or you read the headlines all about war. Like there's times when the things that get hit our way are not things that we want to catch and say, man, I just won. There are things that come our way that cause us to go, where did that come from? And sometimes when, when those things get hit our way, when we come face to face with the result of sin and evil in the world around us, we wonder, how can I believe even in the midst of that? Look, the problem is so many times we think that God caused evil, right? That God caused it. Evil comes as the result of sin, doesn't it? God didn't cause that. That's, that's man's choice. Here's something I really want you to catch. God did not cause evil. God's trying to save us from evil, isn't he? Right? The truth is that he sent his son Jesus to save us from evil. I love this story because when the guy tells Jesus all the things that are wrong with his son, you know what Jesus says to him? This is verse 19 of Mark chapter 9. He says these five words, bring the boy to me. Like everybody else you've talked to, all the other trouble that you've experienced, I know you haven't had any answers. I know you're having a hard time believing. He says, bring the boy to me. What Jesus gives in a world filled with evil is hope. He says, look, when you trust in me, you can find hope. Even when things don't seem right, you can find hope. There, there's a passage in, in, in Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, about a guy named Joseph whose brothers had abandoned him tried to sell him into slavery. You, you might be familiar with the story of Joseph in Egypt. And at the end of the story, Joseph says this, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. There's a verse in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, where God says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and to give you a future. The reality is the world is filled with evil, is it not? But God came to save us from evil. And Jesus came to bring us hope. Which takes us to the, the third thing that causes unbelief. Like we talk about disappointment, we, we talk about evil. The third thing that oftentimes causes unbelief shows up in our lives so many times. Because Jesus is with this man who has the sick son. And, and Jesus says, bring the boy to me. And so the man brings the boy to Jesus and he starts telling him about his symptoms. And he starts telling him about what's wrong with him. And he starts pointing out all the things that he's concerned about. And then the man says this. This is in Mark chapter 9 verse 22. He said to Jesus, but if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. There's one little word there that's interesting that he says. He says, but if you can do anything. He didn't say, but you can do something. He doesn't say when you can do something. He says, if you can do something. Isn't that interesting? Because he's bringing his son to Jesus. He's still got this, this doubt that's there. Man, if, if you can do something, the, the third thing that oftentimes keeps us from believing is doubt. We, we just have a hard time wrapping our brains 
around the fact that there's a God who loves us and cares for us. We have a hard time believing that he can do what he says he can do. And this third thing is doubt. If you, if you miss that part where, where, where he said to Jesus, if you can do something, don't worry. You're, you're not the only one who missed it, but Jesus didn't miss it. Because this guy says to Jesus, if you can do something, and Jesus says this, if you can, said Jesus, this is verse 23 of Mark 9. He says, if you can, you, you ever had somebody like, challenge you in some way, you know, if you can pick that up, if you're strong enough to pick that up, if I can pick it up, you know, I said to Zach, if you can hit the ball out of the park, he's like, if I can hit the ball out of the park, right, I'll show you if, he says to Jesus, if you can do something, and Jesus says, if I can, he says, everything is possible for one who believes, that if you'll put your faith in Jesus, Whatever it is you're facing, you're up against, wherever it is that's your story right now, he says, if you believe, then anything is possible if you believe. See, Jesus not only brings wonder to situations, he not only brings hope, but he brings faith. When you put your trust in him, it stirs up this faith. And look, there was one reason why I told you this story today. We've gone a long way around, but it's because I wanted to read one verse to you. Get the setup here. You've got this man with a sick son. He brings him to Jesus. And in a world that's full of disappointment and evil and doubt, he says to Jesus, if you can do something, please heal my son. Jesus says, if I can, of course I can. Everything's possible for the person who believes. And then he says this, listen to this. Immediately the boy's father exclaimed, this is Mark 9, 24. I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. Like, I love that. He says, yeah, Jesus, I, I believe in you, but can you help my unbelief? Because, like, I, I trust you, but I'm still having a hard time trusting you. Like, I, I believe you can heal my son. It's just hard for me to believe that you can heal my son. Like, I believe, but I need you to help my unbelief. If we were honest, many of us would probably say, yeah, I've felt that way. And oftentimes we tend to think, that faith and doubt are either or. You either believe or you don't believe. When the reality is there's sometimes when you believe and you still need help with your unbelief. That's how it is for me. Is it like that for anybody else? Like three of us. There's times when that happens. And we often tend to think that doubt excludes us from faith. That if I doubt, then I can't have faith. Here's the reality. Doubt doesn't exclude you from faith. Doubt invites you to faith. Doubt says, if you're having a hard time believing, that's why you need faith to begin with. Don't dismiss what you're having a hard time believing because you have doubt in those places where you have doubt. Say, God, help me to believe. And at some point, even if you can't see it all, even if you don't understand it all, you put your trust in him. You listen to his voice. You let him lead you. Because in those moments when you say, I'm having a hard time believing, God, will you help me believe? He comes alongside I want to invite, I think Pastor Lindsay and Pastor Jordan are hanging around here somewhere. They're going to they're gonna help me out with something real quick, I think. Did I lose them? Here, here they come. We've got Pastor Jordan Moore and Pastor Lindsay Jordan. We call this the Jordan and Jordan Show. And, and uh, so are you, you guys going to help me out? Is that right? Okay, cool. Are you grabbing the, okay, all right, here they come. Yeah, come on up here. Grab the cones and come around and uh, let's see how this goes. 
We'll talk in staff meeting about speeding it up a little bit, but that's cool. It's all, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Look, there are times, there are times where you need to trust and it's hard to trust. So here's what we're going to do, Pastor Lindsay. You've been volunteered. Come on over here for a minute and just kind of stand right there on that green line that only you and I can see. Pastor Jordan's going to put out a couple of these cones, okay. if that's all right. Yeah. And uh, spread them out a little bit there, Pastor Jordan. Give us, give us a little bit more room. And here's what, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to have you put this uh, blindfold on, and you are going to have to just follow my voice to get where you need to go. Now, look, I need you to, I need you to trust now, you're going to believe that you can do it. You just need me to help you with what you don't believe. How many of you, Pastor Lindsay's your pastor out there? Let me hear from you. That, that was not. So that's, uh, all right. So, so here we've got these obstacles. You put these, this blindfold on. And I'm trusting all right. you. You're going to trust me. Yep. You're going to trust me. So uh, here's what we're going to do. Okay. I want you to just kind of focus for just a moment. And I'm going to, I'm going to use my voice. And you're going to follow me to make sure that you avoid these obstacles. I know you're having a hard time believing this, but I need you to trust me. All right? So you saw where they were, right? So I need you to take two steps forward. Yeah, just do it. Just take two steps forward. Bigger steps than that. Come on, bigger steps. Two steps forward. One more. Okay, that's good. Yeah, okay. All right? And now, now take like two steps to your left. Just, just kind of just slide to your left just a little bit. Okay. Oh, careful. Okay. And then take three steps forward. Three. You're good. You're good. Uh, medium. Okay. That's one, two, three. Okay. And then take just kind of one more move here to your, to your right, just a little step, and you will have passed all the obstacles. Okay. All right. Turn around and take a look. Good work. All right, Pastor Jordan, thanks for being devious. All right, but you see how that works? Oftentimes, we hesitate to trust because we say, well, I don't know that I can see where I'm going and I don't know what I can do. What's fun about that is oftentimes God says, just trust me, take those steps. I know you're having a hard time believing, but I'll help you with your unbelief. And what I found so many times is the obstacles that I thought I saw, he just removes, right? He just changes that situation somehow in my life. So my question to you is, are you willing to say to God, God, help my unbelief. I'm having a hard time believing here. Will you help me? Let me tell you how the story ends. Mark chapter 9, verse 27. It says, but Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him to his feet, and he stood up. Jesus healed that boy. He changed his life because of his father's faith. For some of you, you're at an honest point in your life where what you need to say is, God, I'm here because I believe, but I need you to help my unbelief. I need you to help me in this situation on my job or with my family or with my friends. There's this situation in my relationship or as I'm looking at the future or I'm dealing with my past that, God, I want to trust you and I want to believe. I'm just having a hard time in some of this. Maybe you're having a hard time because of disappointment in your life or because of evil in the world, or because of doubt in your heart. And what you need to say to him today is to stop talking yourself out of those things and just say, God, I believe. I just need you to help me with my unbelief. And the best thing that you can do 
is to put your trust in him and say, God, I surrender my life to you. You might say, Chad, what does that mean? Maybe if you've been around the church or, or you've heard somebody say sometimes and they refer to Jesus as their Savior and as their Lord. We call Jesus our Savior because God sent his only son, Jesus, to live a life on earth without any sin. He, he never did anything wrong. And then he died on a cross to pay the price for our sins. And because of the death that he died, he paid the price for the wrongs that I've done. And that means he can bring me forgiveness. Who, who doesn't need forgiveness? We all do. And he's come to be our savior and give us that forgiveness. The Bible also says that he's our Lord, that he's the one who gives purpose and meaning and direction to our lives. And that if we'll trust him, then he can not only forgive our sins, but he'll give our purpose. He'll be our savior and he'll be our Lord. John chapter three, verse 16 says this, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. In fact, the Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse nine, that if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Today, my question for you is, do you believe? And if there's some unbelief, are you willing to say, God, help my unbelief? Will you put your trust in him today? Because when you do, as we've seen in this story, Jesus can change everything. Being here and, and seeing the rides just kind of makes me think about being a kid and riding on the different rides. It makes me think not just of the fair, but of Cedar Point. Anybody ever go to Cedar Point? You know what I'm talking about? I can remember 1987, I went to Cedar Point. I had a friend that had moved to Sandusky. So I went to, to visit him and we went to Cedar Point. It was June of 1987 and they had just opened a ride called the Iron Dragon. Anybody ever ridden on the Iron Dragon? You know what I'm talking about? Now look, today, it's, it's pretty tame, but in 1987, it was the ride, right? Because it was brand new technology. The Iron Dragon is the one where you hang off the track. Do you know what I'm talking about? So, so this was brand new. And so I'm, I don't know, 14, 15 years old, something like that. Eric and I, we're waiting in line for a long time so we can ride the Iron Dragon. Isn't that a cool name? I wish that had been my nickname in high school, right? Chad the Iron Dragon Gilligan. So we wait in line. We get on the ride. First time I've ever ridden it. Brand new ride. First year that it's open. And it's weird because you're hanging instead of sitting. And there's all this hype. And it's got mist that comes up. You know what I'm talking about? And we start going up the hill. You know, we're going up the hill, and all of a sudden, the ride just stops. Like, it just stopped, like, almost at the very top of the hill. And we're just hanging there. And we hung there. And we hung there for a long time. The ride just didn't move. And my prayer life increased in those moments. And all of a sudden, we hear something. You don't necessarily pay attention to this, but you know, especially that first hill, there's stairs. Did you know that? They have like, there's like, a, there's like a track that's underneath. You're not paying attention to it, but there's a track. And there's actually these metal stairs that go up the side of the, the coaster. And all of a sudden, some Cedar Point employee standing there and said, hey, everybody, the Iron Dragon is not breathing fire anymore. Like, you know, it's just like, it's not working. It's dead. 
so we're going to get you off this ride. I'm like, I don't, I don't know that I want you to do that because you're hanging there in midair. And so they said, look, here's what we're going to do. We're going to release that, that bar that saves you from death, right? And then you're going you're gonna to kind of drop down onto that little track and make your way over to these stairs, and we're going to walk you down this massive hill. Okay, that sounds like a great idea. But here's the reality. I'm, I'm stuck there, and I need to listen to what this person's saying, and I need to trust them. I would have loved if the ride had just gone great. I was kind of disappointed. But things break in our world. And so there I was stuck. And there's this person who says, look, I know the way that you can get out of the situation that you're in. You just have to, you just have to believe me. And I can remember kind of getting out of that seat and making my way over and just kind of slowly heading down those stairs it was kind of cool because when we got down, they gave us a voucher and they gave us a free refillable souvenir Cedar Point cup, which is at least, what, a $35 retail value, I think, right? And I was thinking about that. But so many times when life leaves us hanging, we wonder, how am I going to get out of here? And God shows up and says, look, I've, I've got the way. You just have to believe in me. You just have to trust me. I know it doesn't make a whole lot of sense right now. He says, it's okay if you say, Lord, I believe. I just need you to help my unbelief. So I'm going to ask you to stand with me if you would. And our team's going to lead us in a song, a very familiar song called Amazing Grace. And here's the question that I want you to ask you to consider as we, as we conclude this service today. Do you believe? And what do you do with the places where you struggle to believe? And maybe today's the day where you need to receive God's amazing grace. In just a moment, I'm going to come back and I'm going to lead us in a prayer. And what I want to ask you to consider is, do you need to say to Jesus today, Jesus, I put my trust in you and I believe. Father, in these next few moments as we sing this song, Lord, we ask that you would work in our hearts. God, we thank you for your grace. Thanks for your love for us, even in those times when, when life seems to get us down. Father, I pray for the one who needs to believe today. Would you help us to put our trust in you? In Jesus' name, amen. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Twas grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace I fear. Really, how precious did that grace appear, the hour I first believed. My chains are gone, I've been set free, my God, my Savior. 
eyes for a moment and whether you're out here with us at the fair or you're watching this on a screen somewhere or maybe you're not even right right here in this area with us right now but you can hear my voice and you would say God today I need to believe Jesus today I, I need you to be my savior and bring forgiveness to my life and I need you to be my Lord because my life needs purpose and direction and so, God, there's times when it's hard for me to believe, so I'm going to ask you to help my unbelief. 
And today I say, I believe, even in spite of those places where I have questions, even in those times when I'm disappointed or I doubt, God, I choose to believe. Two, two questions that I'll ask with heads bowed and eyes closed. If you would say, Chad, I know that Jesus is my Savior and my Lord, and today I just want to say, I believe in Him. Would you just raise your hand? That's you. You know it. Yeah, there's awesome. There's hands all over. You can put your hands down. Here's the second question, though, that if today you'd say, today I need to believe. I can't do it on my own anymore, and I need Jesus to be my Savior and my Lord. Would you just raise your hand right where you are and say, today I believe. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. Anybody else? Thank you. Yeah, you can raise your hand. Put it right back down. It's just between you and God to say, God, today I believe. Anybody else want to pray with you? You say, today I believe. Here's what I'm going to ask. If you raised your hand either one of those two times, would you pray this prayer out loud with me? Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus, for sending your son to die for my sin. I ask today that you'd forgive my sin be my savior be my risen lord give purpose to my life even in those times when it's hard to believe help my unbelief today jesus i say i believe in you i believe in you amen can we give a hand to those who made that decision today to believe awesome Hey, look, if you, if you made a decision today to ask Jesus to be your Savior and Lord, I'm going to invite you right after the service. This blue tent that's just right to my right, if you'd step over there, maybe you don't have a Bible that you can easily read and understand. We want to give one of those to you. We have a, a little resource that is helpful to understand what it means to be a Christian. If you want somebody to pray with you about something that's going on in your life, don't be afraid. Step over there to this tent. We have some friends that want to hear from you and would love to pray with you. I want to pray with you one more time. And then after I pray, if you can just hang tight, Pastor Lindsay, Pastor Jordan have some things they want to share with you before we wrap up. Thanks so much for being here today. Wasn't this awesome? What a great day the Lord gave us. Father, thank you for this day. God, thanks for the opportunity that we can worship you in this place. God, we can hear about your love for us. So God, we ask that you would take the things that you've put in our hearts today, that you would remind us of those things so that we can live them out for you with your special favor and your wonderful peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.